Lecture topic. Concern for one's aklak. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Wa kafa wa salatu wa salamu ala ibadihin nabiyin asqafa. Amma ba'du fa'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajim. Bismillahir rahmanir rahim. يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اذْكُرُوا اللَّهَ ذِكْرًا كَثِيرًا وَسَبِّحُوهُ بُكْرَةً وَأَصِيلًا قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم إني أعوذ بك من منكرات الأخلاق والأعمال والأهواء والأدواء أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم Most respected students of Deen Mothers and sisters, the du'as of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam are mu'ajizat. These are miracles. They are miracles in the sense that it is not possible for anybody else to be able to express the du'as in the manner that Nabi Kareem expressed them, what he asked for, how he asked for, how comprehensively he asked for things, and in what tremendously great uh, depth he asked, how much of meaning there is to every matter, how deep it is, such ajeeb lessons involved, all this put together is clear and very, very clear. And after all, this is our aqidah and belief that Nabi Kareem Wasallam was blessed with the greatest of mu'jizat by Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. This was one of those mu'jizat as well. And therefore, we should be making an effort to learn the du'as, if not too many, also at least some Du'as of the Qur'an Sharif, du'as of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, learning them with their meaning, or at least some idea of the meaning, so we know what we are asking. Du'a, the primary thing about du'a is asking, and asking from one's heart, and asking Allah Ta'ala for what one's needs are of akhirat, dunya as well, so dunya we are here already, so we are asking our needs of dunya, but more importantly our needs of akhirat. So one is to express something in our words, to express it in the manner that we might be able to do so. So that, if that is where the heart would be, then together with some du'as of the Qur'an Sharif, some du'as of the ahadis to first take the barakat of this, then we ask in our own words. Because du'a is all about asking and asking from the heart, not something parrot fashion that's carrying on. But the more du'as that we can ask in the words of the Quran and Sunnah, in the words of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, but with our heart and soul in it, consciously, having the meaning in mind, we may not have a complete word-for-word translation that we can make of the du'a, but we have the meaning in mind, what we are asking then that will be tremendously greater. Because that would now be asking, number one, consciously, because the meaning is in mind, asking properly with heart and soul. 
but above all that asking in the mubarak words of none other than rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam so there are some wonderful compilations which though we not we are not familiar with all the meanings but we can still recite those duas and take the benefit and barakat of it like for example munajat e maqbool so even though we don't know the meanings of all the duas but if a person dedicates one is to recite one manzil there are seven sections in that kitab so if a person decides one section of it every day that too in one week will get completed but if somebody finds that they can't complete one manzil one section daily even half of it even a few pages two pages three pages daily and carry on the next day so a very wide range of duas would be covered in the course of the week and duas in the words of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam so we will tremendously gain that baraka so even though it's being recited as a recitation but the baraka will be tremendous but then the full effect of dua will come when we ask it with the meaning in mind so this is something we should be trying once in a while or once every couple of weeks to we learning one new dua in this manner and we adding to the, whatever we've learned inshallah we'll see the tremendous benefit of it the dua that was recited initially this is one of the duas that is found in the masnoon duas the duas that nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam made this dua nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam asks allah tbaraka wa taala he is masoom he is sinless he was blessed with the most perfect akhlaq and character there wasn't even the slightest iota of any wrong character in his life so despite being completely perfect despite being sinless despite having the most excellent character that can ever be had by anybody and the peak of good character he was the embodiment of it but yet he is asking allah taala in the manner that he asked this was number one his own humility that despite being on such a level of perfection but yet he is so humble within himself and the other was taaleem for the ummah that if this is the way that the masoom nabi of allah tbaraka wa taala is asking who was blessed with the most perfect akhlaq and the most perfect of everything then we who are so sinful so weak so full of faults how much we are supposed to be asking this with heart and soul deeply after the first salah at other times whenever we get we should be having some dedicated time for dua so in any case what is this dua so nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam asks for four things ask meaning ask refuge from four things he is asking refuge of allah taala from four aspects this is also another very important uh, portion of the duas if you look into the duas of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam there are many duas in which things have been asked for ya allah grant us this ya allah grant us that etc and then there are many many duas which are known as the muawwizat muawwizat those duas wherein allah's refuge has been sought allah taala's protection has been sought this is also a very important part of it so we ask for things that we need also spiritual needs even the needs of our requirements of dunya and we ask for protection one is protection from the 
calamities of dunya which we ask for. But would that more importantly protection from things that will harm our akhirat. Things that will become a barrier between us and Allah Ta'ala. Things that will become a means of distancing us away from Allah Ta'ala to seek refuge from that. Therefore, right at the beginning of the recitation of Quran Sharif, so many other aspects we have been taught, A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitanir Rajeem, Ta'awudh. To seek Allah's protection from Shaitan, the accursed. Because Shaitan keeps trying to put some barrier in the way of a mu'min and drag him into some problem or the other, problems that will upset his dunya and akhirat. So there are many, many du'as which are known as the mu'awwizat. Those du'as wherein the refuge of Allah Ta'ala has been sought. Du'as we are, we are seeking protection from Allah Ta'ala's side from various things. So now generally when we talk about seeking protection, we all do ask for protection, but from what? So generally, we want protection from burglaries, from hijackings, from kidnappings, from theft, from uh, other crime. And definitely, we must ask for all these things as well. We must ask for safety from all, all evils. These are all part of evil. But it doesn't stop there. And in fact, before asking for safety from all these things also, we have to ask for safety from the bigger problems, from the bigger issues that can confront us in life. And therefore in this Hadith Sharif, in this Dua, Nabi Kareem Salaam is teaching us that look, ask for refuge from Allah Ta'ala, from Allah Ta'ala's help, ask for His protection from these major issues. Because seeking Allah Ta'ala's help will be from these things, then it means that these are not small things, these are big things. So what are the things that have been asked for or refuge has been sought from? The first thing is Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min munkaratil akhlaq. The second thing wal a'mal wal ahwa and the fourth thing adwa. Four things asked. Allah protect us from this. Allah we are seeking your refuge. From what? Munkaratil akhlaq. Munkaratil akhlaq, evil character. So one is good character. So good character, for example, is to be sincere. So evil character is not to be sincere. Person is doing something, but there's no sincerity in it. He's saying something, but he got an ulterior motive. So insincerity, that's a bad character. Good character is haya. So evil character is immodesty, shamelessness. Likewise, good character is generosity. So the opposite of it is evil character, miserliness. Good character is forgiveness, compassion, kindness. So the opposite of it is evil character. The person doesn't have any compassion and kindness, is hard, is unforgiving, always thirsting for revenge. So now all this is part of evil character. And now this is some of the things, there's so much, there's a lengthy list. Pride, arrogance, malice, jealousy, harboring suspicions and ill feelings, 
and love for dunya, love for the ego, all this is part of bad character. So now we are asking Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness and we are asking His protection. Ya Allah, you protect me from evil character. Munkaratil akhlaq. Now the point to take note here is that there are four things mentioned in this Hadith Sharif, in this Dua, from which refuge is being sought. And in all these things also, the sequence also has a big lesson in it. So here four things are being sought refuge from. Top of the list is akhlaq, bad akhlaq. So now this itself highlights how severe this is. A person has poor character, bad akhlaq. This is an extremely dangerous thing, very, very detrimental, very harmful, extremely dangerous. Now we might think, but I never thought about it in this manner, that bad akhlaq can be dangerous can be harmful so bad, okay, it's not good, that's what, at the most in our mind, that is it. Bad character is bad, it's not good. But now one is, for example, somebody says like, you know what, uh, that there's a flu, the food flu is not good, so it's not a good thing, but nobody treats it like a very major problem. You get a flu now, okay, you take some home medication and home remedy, and one, two days you might rest and be fine. You don't treat that home, that, that flu on the level of uh, pneumonia, for example. That pneumonia, that's now very, very serious. Forget pneumonia now, you won't even take it on the level of uh, something even lesser than that. But now let's see, since we took the example of pneumonia now. Pneumonia, the person is now very worried himself that my lungs are going to get compromised now and then I hope this doesn't lead to something further. And this can become such a problem. And then the pneumonia, somebody else now, they say, you got Allah Ta'ala protect us from all these things, you got fourth stage cancer. So the person who's got pneumonia too is saying, you know, Alhamdulillah, I don't have that. I've got pneumonia, I haven't got fourth stage cancer. Meaning there's levels in all this. So the flu is not on the same level as the fourth stage cancer. Not on the level of pneumonia, it's far lesser. So when you talk about cancer, then you don't react like how you're talking about flu. If the doctor says to somebody that you've got a very heavy flu, he says, okay, what should I take? What medication? Okay, no, don't worry. This is a tablet. This is a medication. And maybe at the most now there's an injection. So that's it. That's enough. Okay, take this home remedies. Do this, do that. The person too doesn't wake up there with any major concern that he's now worried. He's just now uncomfortable uncomfortable due to the illness, feeling a bit maybe stressed and anxious maybe a little bit, but not anything beyond that. And Allah forbid, Allah forbid, Allah Ta'ala protect us. Somebody is told you got cancer, people break down. There have been instances where somebody was diagnosed, so doctor already now, the specialist whoever now was treating the person, they did the tests, they diagnosed the person, now the person is giving his story, he said, well, the doctor said, no, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll inform you of the result when it comes. But when the result came, so the doctor called some close family people who, or, or rather called the patient, that look, you come with some close family people. Come with two or three close family people. Now this person is wondering now, worried also, but wondering now why he must come with two or three close family people. 
So the whole issue was that when the news is going to be broken, perhaps this person might not be able to handle it. So he'll need some people around who are close, will be able to give him some himmat and courage. So this is the compassion of the doctor that he went about it in that way. But the point is that they don't treat the news as the same. The news of flu and the news of cancer are worlds apart. All this detail of the example is for us to now reflect that when we think about that, okay, I do have this bad character in me. Or somebody tells it to us, which we sometimes will never accept. But when we do reflect, okay, I do have bad akhlaq in me. So on what level we think about it? It will be also a very big thing if we think about it on the level of a flu. Well, this is a problem now. I need some treatment. It's a severe flu. If we think about it on the level of a severe flu, then too, mashallah, that too is a big thing. That we be thinking about it on the level of the flu. But if you look at about how it is described in the ahadith and how many places this has been mentioned in so many ways, this is nothing less than a cancer. Now it is on the level of a cancer, but our reaction to it is like the reaction to a flu. That too will be a very big thing, mashallah, that is being reacted to it that manner. Meaning that now there is concern of some treatment. So whereas the tone and the approach to it in the ahadith, in the du'as, etc. of Rasulullah it highlights that this is not to be treated as a spiritual flu. This is way beyond the spiritual pneumonia. This is perhaps a spiritual cancer. And in this particular dua, we see the effect of the spiritual cancer. This is a message we've been given. Allahumma ya'udhubika bin munkaratil akhlaq. Allah, I seek refuge from evil character. Now, we gave some examples of evil character, but now just to understand it in the context of this dua, that what is being taught to us. So now, number one, this is a lesson already. They don't take this casually. Ask Allah Ta'ala's protection. Don't just take it, well, bad character is bad and full stop. But rather, ask Allah Ta'ala's protection daily from bad character. Allahumma inni a'udhubika min munkaratil akhlaq. This is a dua, very, very comprehensive and Every dua is very pertinent, very relevant. Every dua is for us. But there's some duas which have, we have an even greater need for. Everything is for us. Everything is pertinent and everything is part of our needs. But there are some aspects that we are in even greater need. And among them is this particular dua. That we have tremendously great need for this dua. To be asking it very, very deeply from the depths of our heart, with heart and soul. So we are being taught that, look, bad character is so bad that you should be constantly seeking Allah Ta'ala's protection from it. Not something casual, something to be really seeking protection from. One is that there's fear, now there's fear that some... Uh, some child might try to come and steal some, you know, one, one, two items lying around. So now, you know, some, some person passing by, some child now, street child, Allah knows, Allah protect us from all these situations. So now from that street child, what does a person protect? 
don't leave things lying outside. Because that person will walk out, walk past, might try to snatch it and go away. But from the child, he is not putting an armed guard. Because now the child might become a threat and a danger. Eight-year-old child might become a big danger. So specifically to protect himself from some child, a person is going to hire an armed guard. He said, don't need for the guard too, I'll take care of this myself if I see him. So that's one level of security. So you'll protect yourself at that level. You're not going to go start putting big razor wire and armed guard and all these things for that, for that level of threat. But when the level of threat is very high, the risks are very high, that now there could be an armed robbery, there could be this or that, and this is carrying on now, and so many shops got held up like this, people got hijacked like this, etc. Now a person is doing big business now, so he's going to have big security, big, big guns they're walking around with. Why? Because the risks are very high. So likewise, when we are being asked to seek protection, this is meaning a high level protection. Asking Allah Ta'ala's protection. That, ya Allah, this is a very, very dangerous matter. Say, Allah, you saved me from bad character. Now, can we imagine how important this is in the light of this dua and how lightly we treat it? And then if we are informed also of some aspects of bad character within us, it doesn't really bother us. Like somebody is warned that, look, there's a hijacking or a, or a kidnapping threat. You are at high risk. But say, don't worry about it now. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen now. Anybody says the person is now very foolish. We have been taught to take the necessary precautions. Now he's walking around aimlessly, not bothered, whereas there's credible evidence that there is a threat now. People are after him. Nobody takes a chance like that. Forget when there's any threat. Without the threat too, people are taking big time precautions. Because they think that they may be under threat. So this is what we are being taught here. Don't take this lightly. It's a very major thing. So ask Allah Ta'ala's protection. Then as we said is that this is not just something on a flu level. It's like a cancer. And a cancer, what happens to the cancer? It spreads. They say now the person is suffering from Allah save us. Allah Ta'ala protect all from these kind of situations. Somebody has cancer of a certain situation. Blood cancer. Say now that's spread to the other organs also now. It was in the blood, now it's gone to other organs. Likewise, this is a cancer that now has an effect on other things. So now in this dua, this mu'awwiz, Nabi Karim Salaam is teaching us, Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min munkaratil akhlaqi wal a'mali. Allah, I seek your protection from evil akhlaq and evil actions. Now this sequence is very, very significant. What is it telling us? What is this dua saying to us? That evil akhlaq is a cancer that will spread and it will bring about evil actions. Now just to understand this in the light of one or two examples, a person has the evil akhlaq of shamelessness, evil character of shamelessness. The haya is missing. So now this is an inner quality this got affected inside. The shame went away from inside. So now shamelessness came inside. Now this is an aspect of bad character. So now this munkaratul akhlaq, this bad character, now what it led to? 
dressing indecently, dressing immodestly, and then can't even see the immodesty in it. Now this is Munkaratul Akhlaq leading to Munkaratul A'mal. This evil character led to this evil action of dressing indecently, immodestly. And then now it blinded the mind also that the immodesty and shamelessness in it can't be seen also. But now the root of it, the root of it was this bad character. The person has the bad character of miserliness, for example. So now it became, now that's a quality within now, miserliness. So now somebody came to ask, came to beg. Now, the miserliness from within, what it made the person do? Very harshly chase the person away. Just please get out of here. I don't want to see you again. Now, one is a person, for whatever reason, can either doesn't have anything to give, or feels that this is not something suitable person now is now you can see is now in another state of mind and for example now he's smelling of having he's drunk and now he's asking for some money I you're going to give him money what are you going to do with it so on that occasion somebody decided I don't know now help this person in his evil so he withheld it but he will withhold it in a way where he keeps his dignity he'll still practice on that. They don't rebuke and chase away the beggar. You can give him something, you give it to him nicely. You can't give him something, or you feel it's not appropriate now at this time to give him something, then you do it with dignity. Now what the person did, this person was a deserving beggar also. But the miserliness made him speak harshly to the deserving beggar. And many a times, it is better to err on the side of caution. Unless there's some clear signs that this is now an abusive situation here. Otherwise, it's better and safer to err on the side of caution. We gave something little. We weren't sure whether this is now deserving or not, but we gave something little. It's fine. But now sometimes the person is a valid case and the person now reacted very harshly, very, very abruptly, sometimes crudely, what Allah forbid, what not. Now, what gave rise to that action? That's wrong, that's bad, terrible. It was this bad character of miserliness. The person has an ego problem. Somebody is in, oh, in great admiration of themselves. I am it. I can do this and that. So now what they do? So now they start talking too much about themselves, boasting about themselves. I did this and I went here, and I can do that and I... So now this kind of boasting which Allah Ta'ala is displeased with, this is a bad amal, bad action. But this bad action, the root of it, where it stemmed from, the bad character of the ego, the love of the ego. Now somebody is being corrected. They did something wrong. It is being corrected. But what they did, they reacted negatively. That re negative reaction is bad, it's wrong. And that's an action. It stemmed from what? It stemmed from the bad quality of pride. And in this way we can think about all the other things. So the point here is that the cancer is bad character. This is the root. And this gives rise to bad actions. So this is the lesson Nabi Karim Salaam is teaching us. Allahumma ya'udhu bika min munkarati al-akhlaq wal-a'mal. 
So, we want to stay away from bad actions. We're going to have to work very much on akhlaq and cleanse out bad character. Then the third thing is, wal ahwa, evil desires. Desire is part of human nature. Sometimes the desire is very good, very noble also. It's part of human nature that a person has all kinds of desires going through. So now if it is the desire to help somebody, for example, mashallah, very good. The desire to uh, do some noble deeds. Some people, mashallah, have a zeal. The word is different, but it's primarily a desire to, for example, engage in some ibadat, in some good amal. Excellent. That's going to take one closer to Allah Ta'ala. But munkaratul ahwa, evil desire. Now that evil desire, that becomes the biggest challenge for most people. That when that evil desire now just suddenly flows through, person just flows along with it. But now what we've been taught here is that evil actions will incite evil desires. So one is a level of human nature. That happens to anyone, everyone, and neither is that something that is accountable, provided that we didn't take it beyond that point. It came in as an involuntary thought. It created some kind of maybe inclination, but immediately the person countered it with mujahada. So this is not even accountable, rather the mujahada that was made to suppress the evil desire, that mujahada will take a person very far ahead, will take one way ahead in terms of taqwa, closeness to Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. So that became a very great benefit for the person, that the person converted this evil desire into a means of getting closer to Allah ta'ala. How? By making mujahada and suppressing it. But when a person gets involved in haram, then what that's going to do now? That's an evil action. For example, a person looked at haram. So that looking at haram is going to create the desire for acting on haram. The person is looking at one haram, first it will create the desire for looking at more haram. And when the person starts looking at more haram, then that's going to create the desire for even more haram. But then now, how much the person is going to get left standing in the same place because this this becomes a, a fire and when the fire is fueled then the fire doesn't remain the same. When the fire is fueled more wood is being thrown it becomes a bigger fire and some more wood is being thrown it becomes an even bigger fire and then it becomes an inferno. So now from one looking at haram to more haram to even more haram then what? Then even more haram takes one to haram actions bigger haram actions. So now the root was the bad akhlaq. It led to bad actions. And when the person gave in to bad actions, so one is that level which is waswasa, but that waswasa then is within a person's general control that he can easily rebuff it. But now this which he fueled now with his bad action, that becomes a fire now. So now this fire when more haram is done, it becomes a bigger inferno. So now this becomes a big problem now. Again the sequence started off with what? Evil action, evil character. 
that led to evil actions. And evil actions incited evil desires to a very much higher peak. And then what? The fourth thing which seems like, where did this get linked up here? But it's also linked. وَمُنْكَرَاتِ الْأَخْلَاقِ وَالْأَعْمَالِ وَالْأَهْوَائِ وَالْأَدْوَى And severe illnesses. Severe illnesses. Now one is a severe illness that happened as a result of some other factor. Many things. Old age. You now somebody got very old. So now some organs started failing. The person started becoming very sick. That happens. It's a common thing. Somebody had an accident, for example, that led to some problem. Somebody got afflicted with some some issue, whatever, diabetes now. So now that became a problem. So that too is part of now seeking refuge from it. But in this particular sequence, oh, there are some major sicknesses that are a direct result of evil actions. There are some major illnesses that are a direct result of evil actions. Now, recently, there was this issue about this monkeypox, which was a very clear azab to those who are involved in a certain kind of lifestyle, evil lifestyle. So those who are involved in that kind of evil lifestyle, for them, this was a very clear azab. Likewise, people get involved in zina and whatever, and then many a person gets caught up in AIDS and so many kinds of terrible diseases. And Nabi Karim is teaching us that don't get involved in these evil actions, you'll get saved from those evil sicknesses. So you know, save yourself from those evil sicknesses, stay away from evil actions. And if you want to stay away from evil actions, from, uh, from evil desires, which lead to those sicknesses eventually, then stay away from evil actions that incite these desires. And you want to stay away from those actions, then correct your akhlaq. Akhlaq is not just saying please and thank you, which is our concept of akhlaq. That's where it finishes off. Say please, say thank you. You meet somebody, meet them with a smile. And then once they turn around and they're gone, then you start making ghibat of them. When they turn around and they leave, then now you're despising them. You're smiling at them and your heart is cursing them. That's not akhlaq. So, akhlaq is a very, very broad concept in deen which we need to learn about. So, this is a dua of Rasulullah Wasallam. It teaches us so much. We should be making this dua, asking Allah Ta'ala's help, Allah Ta'ala's protection. And we should be making an effort to correct our akhlaq, take advice, be ponder, what are the things that I need to correct in my life? We can't seem to find out ourselves. We take somebody's help in that. How do I go about detecting the bad character in me? What are the aspects of bad akhlaq? In this way, inshallah, we'll see the benefit. Allah tabarak wa ta'ala make us among his true and obedient servants. Allah ta'ala protect us from all evil character, evil actions, evil desires, evil sicknesses. Allah ta'ala keep us with afiyat and make us among his true servants. وآخر دعوانا عن الحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله ربنا غلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين رب اغفر وارحم وعفو وتكرم وتجاوز عما تعلم 
إنك أنت العز الأكرم اللهم وفقنا لما تحب وترضى وجعل آخرتنا خيرا من الأولى اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من منكرات الأخلاق والأعمال والأهواء والأدواء اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه المعين والحمد لله